0: Mental health. It's a hot topic as it should be. And what better person to chat about this on the Truth For Your 20s podcast than Raquel Stevens. You may know her as the host of the Selena Gomez documentary, My Mind and Me, or the popular Selena and Chef on HBO. But now with her co-author, Raquel has released a book called The Sunshine Mind with a beautiful and uplifting take on mental health. I don't think I've ever had such impeccable timing either on the podcast because on the date this airs January 31st is the day the book becomes live on Amazon. So make sure you go check out the show notes. I have the link waiting for you there. I know you guys are going to love this conversation with Raquel Stevens.
1: Hello, I'm great. Thank you so much for having me, Katie. I love Thank everything you. that you're doing and I'm so excited to chat with you today.
0: And you're joining me from sunny California?
1: I am from sunny California, although we have had a lot of rain the past few weeks. So, sunny California has been rainy California, but the sun is back.
0: Well, I was just thinking it's so appropriate you live in California with the sunshine book and your sun, And even with the rain, I'm sure <laughs>
1: The sun still comes out, you the know, even on a rainy day, it's there.
0: I'm so excited to meet you and unpack, you know, just the the vision behind this book, why it was written, why you heard from your listeners. But before we do all that, just maybe a little bit about who you are.
1: Yeah. So I am Raquel. I am a producer and now author um, and also host as well, based in LA. And um, most recently I was a producer on the Selena Gomez documentary, My Mind and Me, which, you know, had a huge focus on her mental health journey. And um, really the point of the documentary was to, to help people. And so that was, you know, an honor to be a part of. I also am on a cooking show with Selena called Selena Plus Chef on HBO Max. And um, outside of work with her and producing a number of different projects, all projects that are spreading a message of love and hope and light to the world. Um, Yes. And then The Sunshine Mind is my first book that I co-wrote with my amazing friend, Tanya Rad. I
0: love it. You're doing so many fun things. I mean, do you you sleep at all in there?
1: A little bit, a little bit. We have to sleep, have to recharge. That's
0: great. Wow. So many fun things. And I love, as I was just kind of reading about why this book was written and stuff like that, what stood out to me is you said that you listened to your audience and that's how you knew these words needed to be in print. I'd love for you to just kind of take us to what you were hearing on social media, you know, wherever it may be that you were hearing.
1: Yeah. So the idea for the book came about during the middle of the pandemic um and so I was having a number of conversations with friends with different people in my life people on social media being like you know how are you always happy which isn't the truth not always happy but it's you know it is happiness sometimes can be a choice right so even if we wake up and circumstances are bad it's like we have to fight for that happiness and we do that through prayer through worship and, and kind of push through, you know? So anyways, having all of these different conversations, so many people feeling, you know, anxious about what's ahead, depressed about maybe what's happened. And so Tanya and I both were like, we want to put out something that, you know, is uplifting and hopeful. And, you know, I think that we've done that in, in this book, but a lot of the questions were just like, how are you happy? um how do i get rid of anxiety i don't feel good enough i'm comparing myself to people online how do i how do i get happy with me and i think you can really only write on you know what you've lived and so tanya and i wanted to you know write this really for girls in their 20s and teen years navigating things like how do you have a healthy self esteem how do you find meaning and purpose in your career and outside of a career you know, how do you navigate Instagram and TikTok and all of these apps that now are a big part of our life and, and maintain a healthy relationship with them?
0: I love that. And you've done it so well. I was just looking at a lot of the materials you put, up, put out there and I, I love what you guys are doing. And so this idea of the sunshine, sunshine mindset, yeah. what unpack it for me. What would you say that that is?
1: Yeah. The sunshine mindset is how you live your life. So it's choosing to forgive Mm. instead of getting even or retaliating. It's choosing to love even if you feel hurt. It's choosing to support other women and not compare yourselves, knowing that your own worth and value is unique to you. God created you exactly the way that you were meant to be, and there is no need for comparisons. It is all of those things. It's, you know, if you're out there and you're dating and you're not meeting anyone, it's choosing to have faith and hope that you are going to meet someone in the right timing. It is basically all of those things that, that, you know, culture could kind of be like, okay, so when did something mean to you, you know, retaliate, do this, do that. Like it's, it's truly taking the high road. And we do that through, um, seeking God.
0: I love that kind of the joy versus the happiness conversation. Yeah. 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 Joy is a choice, and happiness is based on your circumstances. And
1: I think it's also, when we wrote about this in the book, it's choosing to find the good, even in the midst of bad or hard times. And I've always said this I'm such a believer that there is so much more good in the world than bad. Mm. And unfortunately, I think sometimes you turn on the news, you scroll through socials, and it's focused on the bad yeah. and the negative. And there's way more good than bad. And so that's why we called it the sunshine mind, because we believe there's a lot more sunshine than there is clouds and darkness.
0: Yeah, you're so right. And I think that that's important that you you pointed out because I find myself there too, like seeing the negative stuff. You're like, oh, oh and you're like, whoa, whoa. And it, but literally like yeah. actually going into the world and going to a coffee shop, you're like, no one's on fire. You know, like, <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> like, it's all good. We're, we're alive. We're breathing. We're well. People are saying hello to each other. Yes.
0: Yes. It yeah. just makes you feel better. Um, yeah. I I love what you said about how, you know, this choice to forgive and how that truly, it sets us free. You know, there's all those sayings about, you know, unforgiveness is drinking poison and yeah. hitting the other person. So I know there's someone listening who's like, yeah, but if you heard my story, you know, you would give me a pass. Like, yeah, but but I, they're too unforgivable. There are every, there's so many people who have the stories of, yeah, but I just can't. Yeah. I wonder if you can maybe like dig a little deeper there and how freeing it is, even if they don't deserve it, all that kind of stuff, like how you yeah. can get there.
1: Well, I think a lot of times people don't deserve it. Um, right. And I think that forgiveness is the only way to live a life that is free. Yeah. And it's like, ultimately, Jesus died on the cross to forgive all of us and all of us have sinned and, and fallen short. And so in this world, we... Don't really have a choice if we want to live a life that is free and that is flourishing. It, it forgiveness is essential, and I know for me, when I've held on to something, when I haven't let it go, it actually ends up affecting how I treat other relationships. It affects my mood. It affects my it affects my inner peace. So it's like forgiveness doesn't mean that like okay, you have to go and be best friends with that person. Yeah. Like sometimes sometimes things do cross a line, and it's like it actually is. It's enough, but you do have to forgive in your heart in order to live a life that is free. And um, and I think, how do you do that? And it's like what you're saying. Someone's like, well, I get a pass. Like, it's so deep. I, I get a pass. I think that sometimes it's a really hard and long process. And it's like a daily thing or maybe it's something multiple times a day if it keeps coming in your head and it's just I forgive that person and you pray about it and and put on worship and I found that like ultimately if you really really are seeking God like that presence can bring peace in the midst of any circumstance any kind of hurt but yeah I would say it it really is essential even just for yourself to live to live free yeah. even if not for the other person but also we're called to do it for the other person, so we don't really have a choice, you know. It's part of, it's just part of what we have to do.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that that's beautifully said because it's not all easy. It, it sometimes it's it's hard not. mess is, you know, maybe a silly comparison, but anything worth having isn't easy. Getting out of debt, going to the gym, yeah, cleaning out your closet.
1: <laughs> do you know what I always thought was so interesting? Like in the Bible, when it talks about the definition of love, and it starts with love is patient. I've always thought. Patience is the last thing you think of when you think of love. You think of like good feelings and kindness and, you know, all those like warm things and patience. I'm like, why would it start with patience? And I think it's because in order to truly love, it requires great patience. And you can't even actually have any close friends or relationships or whatever without without patience. And that also has to do with forgiveness you have, it. sometimes forgiveness requires a lot of patience as well.
0: Oh girl, that is so true. I haven't thought about right. that. Patience. One of yeah. those
1: you're like, yeah, but can they hurry up? <laughs> yeah. I was frustrated one time. And then I was like, it just, I was like, love is patient. I was like, patient. Whoa. That's like, it was crazy.
0: You're like, um, can we pass on that one? You know, it's always funny. Like, yeah. God's like, yeah. It's not always just for you. It's for the other person. It's for both. When we forgive, yes, and even if they we don't, you know, they could be passed away. It's not for them. It's, all, it's a lot of times for us.
1: Correct. Correct. It is. Yeah.
0: Um, so I, you
1: kind of. I also one more thing. I I heard. I think it was Oprah said once that forgiveness is accepting the hope that things could have been any different Ooh, than they were. Good. And so I think a huge part of forgiveness is acceptance. And I think so often we hold on to the disappointment. It can almost become an identity, right? I was wronged. I was this, I was that. And that's like, that's who I am. I'm someone that was really, really wronged. And it's like, I think when you get to a place where you can accept the hope that things would have been any different, the hope that you had a certain family, the hope that the friend would have been the kind of friend maybe you would have been. Acceptance, I think, is the key and the first step to truly forgiving.
0: That's so good too. And I also thinking like, do you? Does anyone really want to be known as I was a person who was wronged? Like, if that's your identity, I think much mm-hmm. more um, empowering idea is I was the person who overcame this wrong.
1: Absolutely.
0: Yeah. So the the victim mentality is not not helpful. No. Well, you dove into this a little bit, but this idea of the sunshine mindset, and as you wrote about it, I wonder if you could just maybe share some like practical, you know, okay, this sounds like a good idea, but, but how do I do this on a Tuesday? You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. So I think it's so many different things. I'll take the example. We wrote about this in the book of gossip, right? So a friend comes to you and they're like, oh my gosh, did you hear about Ashley? Like she, you know, she's gone off the rails. She's acting crazy. I saw her here whatever. It's it's combating that with like, oh man, I'm like I'm so bummed to hear that. Like you know who hasn't had those moments where they've kind of fallen off the track sometimes, and like let's you yeah. know let's like wish her well, or maybe we can go, maybe we can send her flowers, maybe we can do an act of kindness. So that would be something, and I think that's something that we all face in our day to day lives, right? It can happen very innocently and naturally. It's just oh, did you hear about so and so, whatever. And I think it's something we can all work on, but. That would be an example. But yeah, another example would be this co worker is really frustrating me. Like, you know, I'm annoyed. We don't see eye to eye. We're clashing. Um, and I want to like snap at her or something. Like, I'm, I'm annoyed. Okay. So maybe taking a second, like, let me go to the bathroom. Let me gather my thoughts. Let me think something positive towards her and keep my mouth shut. Okay, that would be like the sunshine, sunshine mind. Or, you know, if you want to go above and beyond, like, say something kind, you know, Um, and then it's interesting how actually doing that actively coming against sometimes our human nature, you're like, oh, wow, all of a sudden, you'll find yourself being like, that person's like, not that bad. Like, I kind of, you know, I think sometimes niceness actually brings out the best in in people, as opposed to the worst. So those would be two examples of simple things that people could do in their day to day life. Yeah, that's good.
0: It's almost like you're you're curious about the person because even you know the most annoying person, like I find if I'm, I wonder what they were like as a child. Yeah. I wonder, you know, you just become curious, and then and it takes away that anger. It does just become. It does, yeah. I love that. You have so many good tips. Um, one thing I would love to unpack is the world of dating because this yeah. is a hot topic over here on the Truth for Your Twenties podcast, as you can imagine.
1: Okay. Yes, yes. hot topic. Yes. Well, too bad Tanya's not here because Tanya's got dating stories for days. We'll have to, we'll have to get her to chime in a little bit. Tanya, <laughs> yes,
0: girl. Well, I know that y'all both have so much just full anecdotes and stories. <laughs> and when I was looking at the book, I'm like, yes but um, just personal ups and downs, how you can encourage others when it comes to the
1: sunshine mindset. Okay. So this might be really interesting to you and your listeners, but I've had like little flings here and there. I have not seriously dated in the last 10 years. So I turned 30 this past year and I have not dated anyone seriously throughout my twenties. And I think that's shocking to... (laughs) maybe a lot of my family members, they're like, what are you doing? Like, are you good? And, um, and I think that's something that's not talked about enough. I think, especially for women, there is so much pressure on, well, you're not dating. Like, like why? Like what that's whatever. And I think that everybody's journey is unique to them. So I always stay open. I go on dates, whatever. But for me, my journey has really been focused on, um, I don't know, doing what I feel like God has called me to do. So that's been, I've been really focused on my work. I've been focused on being a friend, being a support to people. I've trapped life and work has taken me you know, on a lot of travels all, all over the world. And I that's kind of been my journey and it's been a little bit unconventional and unique, but that's been my path. And I would love to meet a partner. I think that I love that saying like two are, two are stronger than one, you know? And I think that I think it's such a beautiful, amazing thing when it's right. But I would rather be alone than be with someone that is not God's best for me. And I think Great. a lot of people will settle because it's like, well, I just want to be with someone or it's like the right thing to do is to be with someone. And I just want to encourage everybody that when you become the healthiest, best version of you, you stay on your path, the right person that is aligned for you and your journey will come along. And I believe that, but that requires faith, right? Because that hasn't happened for me yet. I haven't met that person, but I have to trust God that if that's his will for my life, that that will happen. And so right now, what I have to do is focus on being the best version of, of me and, you know, and, and it will come in the right timing. Now I will say in my early twenties, I had a lot of flings and whatever. And, but, I don't know it wasn't really satisfying for me so the last few years I've just been really committed to to if I am in a relationship to be in something that is um healthy and is a in a partnership not like you know just being with someone to kind of be like ah oh, like whatever we're not really dating but we're kind of seeing each other like I no I want full commitment
0: yeah No, I love that, and you have such a healthy perspective. I I do mentoring with young women, and a lot of times um, they're single. And I I was just having a conversation yesterday. I feel like you can perhaps add some wisdom to it. But there's this tension of being open, as you said, to like you know, if this super nice-looking Jesus-loving young man uh, (laughs) walks by you, like you want to be open to that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Also, um, it's not your idol. You're not living for it. You're you're out living your best life. You know, you're doing what you need to do. Like. There, there's a little bit of attention, you know, you don't want it to consume you, but you also don't want to, um, forget or be open. You know, you don't want to pass yeah. up an opportunity need it to go on a date. So yeah, maybe just if you can add a little bit to that. Yeah. Sure.
1: Well, yeah. I, something I've prayed for a long time is, is, um, God, I don't want to love anything or anyone more than I love you. And that kind of touches on mm. what you just said about things becoming an idol in our life. And so I, and I really have found this, I'm not just saying this, that like when I go on my walks and I'm listening to my worship music and I'm praying and I, I feel the presence of God. I I truly feel there's nothing better in the world that I've experienced than those moments. So there's no person in my life. There's no place that I've been that feels better or more peaceful than when I'm in that place. And so I think that, I don't know. Maybe that's hard to hear, but I think I would encourage people to just continue to fall more and more in love with God and with the presence of God. And that way, you're okay. Even if you don't meet someone, you really are okay. And when you do, they do not become an idol in your life. You are centered in that. And that person is like an added bonus. It's a partner that together you're stronger. So, do you um, you follow Christine Kane? Yes. Yeah. Great.
0: About that, like, you know, my pursuit was Christ. My husband's pursuit <clears> was Christ. We met. That pursuit didn't change. We're just now pursuing together. And I'm like, that is it, right there.
1: That's amazing. Yeah. But imagine you weren't. Imagine you came into it, and you're like, he's my everything. And you're like, I, I you know, just it's, it's that difference between wanting someone and being like, I can't live without them. like I need yeah. you. And it's like that's never gonna serve you well in, in the long run. It's just not. I've seen it firsthand with people. Oh yeah. It's like
0: and, and what a expectation to put on another flawed human, you know, like
1: absolutely. It's not a, <laughs> It's a disaster. That's not, it's not it. It's not a vibe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I
0: him. wonder if you could talk to me about being a Christian Okay. What I hear a lot of times is there's no good guys out there. There's no community. I can't, put- you're in LA and over here on the East coast, we think that there aren't any Christians over there, <laughs> but they're- obviously scared, there are, and that's just a stereotype, <laughs> but maybe just unpack finding the- your community on purpose because we all have to do that. I actually did mentoring with a girl. The other- Wait,
1: finding guys community. or community. I mean, I, I would, so what are we talking about this <laughs> guy? If you, Guys in LA, I'm like, that's a whole other podcast. That's a whole other community. So,
0: friends.
1: (laughs) Community. Okay. Yeah. So, I moved to LA 12 years ago with my family, and I had moved from Chicago, and I had a lot of friends. I went to high school there. I, I grew up actually just backtracked between Chicago and England. So, I went to junior high and high school in Chicago. And I had a great social life. I was in my first semester of college and went through a breakup. So decided to move with my family to LA. I moved to LA and I have no friends because it's a very hard city to get integrated into. And if you're not going directly into school, which I was just taking community college classes, I wasn't really meeting people and I was working. So I just was not meeting anyone or I would make plans with people and then like they wouldn't show up. Like LA can be a little bit flaky that way. And, um, so I remember I was like crying one day and I was in my car and I was praying and I said, God, if this is where I meant to be, I pray that I would make the best friends I've ever made in my life and that you would make it clear. I'm giving it one year and I'm going back to Chicago. If not, I'll just take that as a sign of like, this isn't my place. That Christmas, my parents knew a couple, I don't know if you know, Philip and Holly Wagner. I don't think they so. at the time had a church called Oasis okay. and, um, I made friends with their son at Christmas. And he at the time was living with a guy named Jason Kennedy and him and Jason were so kind to me, started including me in their friend group. And then they, um, they started a Bible study with Judah Smith. And that is how I met Tanya was through that Bible study. So then all of a sudden I start making these amazing friends. And, um, actually all of my friends to this day, even if I didn't meet them through that Bible study, they were connected to me through a person at that Bible study. So that was my foundation and my core. But I prayed about it. It was hard. I had to also develop kind of the inner confidence to be able to go to events by myself. Like if I got invited to something, I didn't have a friend with me to, to go. So I'm like 18, 19, showing up to things in LA, which can be kind of intimidating. And just hope that, people would be nice or go and introduce myself. And now I joke, sometimes I'm like, I feel like I have, maybe I have too many friends. (laughs) You know, you can never have too many friends. But I'm like, God has been so faithful, specifically in that area. But it was like a lot of, um, it had to develop, like helped me to develop a lot of inner strength because it's a very, very difficult city to find community in. But I really did pray about it and I showed up. And yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm so grateful. I love this. I'm
0: I'm hearing themes of you have to do hard work to get the results you want, you know. You like, have to. You have to. Like finding community, finding forgiveness, finding peace, finding joy, finding a sunshine mind, like it, it doesn't land on you well, from heaven.
1: I think that's something we're not really taught enough maybe when we're younger yeah. of that yes, life is amazing and there's so many good times, but it's also hard yeah. and nobody's exempt from that and I think something that has been interesting for me especially being in LA and working in the entertainment industry with so many people that have achieved the height of success and um you know there is no one that is exempt from pain i haven't met one person yeah so that is something i think that we actually need to talk about a little bit more to people that are younger so that when we are they are adults they're they're able to be like okay this is a part of life this isn't me and there isn't something wrong with me that this is happening this is just life yeah. And, um, everybody's pain and journey is different, but it is very true. And you do have to do the work. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's interesting too, because, you know, a lot of times we look to LA, you know, like, Oh, they have it all the, the, looks yeah. and the money and the whatever. But as you said, you're, <laughs> you're right there. And,
1: and I'm not saying it's not great. It's okay. like, there are amazing parts of it. Like I have, a, I have a blast. Like there's, there's so many good things, but if your inner life is not strong, if you're, if you're not if you're not filled up with, with the love of God, with the peace of God, like none of that means anything or, or at least to any sort of happiness. And I'm not saying that as someone, like, I think I grew up in church of people being like, you know, all the entertainment industry is bad and this and that. And, you know, and it's like, actually it's not, there are so many amazing parts of it. However, that without the other, it's nothing it means nothing.
0: I completely agree. And there's also like, of course, different pockets to everything. I'm sure you could have in sports and in entertainment and whatever. There's, there's good and bad people everywhere you go.
1: Everywhere, every business, every, like, it doesn't matter what you do or where you live. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, let's talk about social media because that's such a huge part about what you talk about in the book and being authentic online. That's something that you guys have just really done really well. And something that's confusing because we come from this filtered, edited world on social media. Yeah. Like, Talk to me about all the things and stuff.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I really, I, I probably should get a TikTok and get a few other things. I'm I'm only on Instagram. And I, I feel like for me, it's like, that's what's manageable for me is to have one app. I think to be on more, everybody's different. That's what's worked for me so far. Um, but I think that social media is a very interesting place because, I don't know, have you ever met someone where you're like, wow, that person is like completely different online than Then the person that I know, and you're like, whoa, like, is this like an internet personality? Or like, what's that's like, I don't really know that same person. So it's an interesting place, because you're seeing what people want to project out into this world that we call the internet. Okay? hundred percent. So, yeah.
0: And I meet people that I interview on podcasts online. I'm like, wow, you sound really cool. And then we'll have an interview. And most of the time they are, I will say yeah, yeah,
1: 95%. Yeah. Sometimes you get a like, what? You're Like, what's <laughs> going on? Yeah. It's, it's really interesting. Um, but I, for me, I think I have a healthy relationship with it. I try to, when I'm like scrolling or looking at other people's pages, again, to talk about the comparison thing again, like, knowing that you're seeing the highlight of people's lives or even people that do share more vulnerable things, um, you're still only seeing a glimpse into their life, right? And if you do not have personal relationship with someone, you can admire what they're putting out. You can think, oh, that's cool. That's amazing. But like, you're not seeing the full picture. So yeah, I try to not compare myself or if that feeling does come to just be like, no, like God's given me the life that is unique to me. And I'm staying on my path and, and that's great that they're doing this. And it's great that I'm doing what I'm doing and like good for them, you know? So seeing the highlights and, and really being happy for others. And then also like, if something is just stuff you don't want to see, or pe- like, let's say you've gone through a breakup and obviously I don't have much experience with this, but like I've saying from friends, like if you don't want to unfollow someone, like it's okay to mute. Mm-hmm. It's okay to mute. That person doesn't know that you've muted them, you know, unless yes, yeah. they're like, why are they not doing my stories anymore? But still, you can mute people and you have to do what's best for your own mental health. And yeah, and I think that for younger, I mean, I, I shouldn't even just say younger people for anybody. Like obviously online bullying is a huge thing. And I think you've got to stop yourself before you type something. People could be really quick to be bold over a screen, but try to Try to remember, like, what if that was you yeah. on the other end of that, reading that comment, seeing that, or what if you saw that person face to face? So you saw their whole life journey. Would you would you be so quick to say that mean thing? Like, maybe just say nothing. Yeah,
0: yeah it's crazy what people will comment. I'm like, are you
1: <laughs> are you yeah. okay
0: in your mama's basement over there with those mean words? You're saying? correct, correct, correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, um, you became a believer, a Christian, in as your teen years, and I just. I just want you to unpack that real quick because I think that it's our testimonies are our most powerful gifting, and we can all relate to people in different ways. And I also think that having a quote regular story is very impactful, and I I think it's awesome. So I love you. To hear Thank your story. you. Yeah.
1: Well, I grew up. Um, my parents were pastors in England, so I grew up going to church. And actually, I had an amazing encounter. And when I was four years old, I um, was woken up in the middle of the night by a very like bright light. Oh crazy. I don't know if it was an angel or what it was. And I like got down on my knees in my room and I prayed. I was like, you know, God, I want, I want, Jesus, I want you to come into my heart. And I still have the Bible. Um, my parents gave it to me and it has a little pink slip on it saying on this date, I gave my life to the Lord. Wow. And so that was kind of the beginning of my journey. But throughout like my childhood and teen years, I was maybe a little bit of like a rebel in, in church. I'd be like escaping from the kid's class and whatever. But yeah. I, I want to say I always felt and knew that the, the the peace and the presence of God and, and, and always kind of came back to that. But I wouldn't say I truly started to put into practice the Bible and put into practice what it means to walk with God in a, in your day to day life until my teen years. So basically, my freshman, sophomore year of high school, I was partying a lot. And um, I, I don't know, after two years, it just started to become kind of unfulfilling for me. So waking up on the weekends and like yeah. not feeling great the next day about decisions I had made. Um, my mom also was worried and had found this church um, downtown Chicago. And she was like, this is kind of cool and like a little more hip and maybe Raquel would like this. So I went one Sunday, made friends with the pastor's wife and started to meet people and was like, wow, this is way more fulfilling. These are people that are like living life with purpose and doing great things and, they have fun and have great community. And so that started to become more exciting and more fulfilling to me than what I was doing. So then through going to that church, through what I was doing, not really working for me, um, I just, I don't know. I, I became really reliant on my faith. And then that only continued more as I moved to LA. Everyone was like, "Are oh, you moving to LA. You're going to lose your soul. Great. And I'm like, it did the opposite push me even more into my faith, into relying on God. I had to do that to make friends. I had to do that to been in so many very, very unique situations within the entertainment industry and, and, um, have had to really rely on my faith for wisdom, for discernment, to be a support to others, to make sure that I'm so filled up on the inside that I'm able to, to give to others. So that was my journey. I, um, I wouldn't say I ever didn't believe um, since that encounter I had when I was a child, but I wasn't living it out day to day until my teen years. Wow. I love that.
0: And I just love, I think that our stories are our most powerful offering. So yeah, sharing that. Um, yeah. I just want to switch back to mindset real quick, because obviously this is called the sunshine mind and, yes. and mental health is obviously a hot topic right now. We are all still brushing off our kneecap, so to speak, from a global pandemic and how that shifted so many things for so many people. I wonder if you could just maybe talk about what you learned in that time and then how shifting our mindset as it relates to all of that and, and moving forward. And when we face hard times, how mindset truly is just everything.
1: Mind, I mean, the, what's that Joyce Meyer book I loved when I was younger? is like the battlefield of the mind the battle the battle is in the mind everything is in the mind the thoughts you think the decisions you the decisions you make good or bad it's it's all in it's all in our mind and so what you have to do is the more that you come against like let's say every single day you're having a negative thought about yourself right i'm not this enough that enough whatever come against that with something positive. And the more you do that, you do that day after day after day, all of a sudden you're starting to cancel, cancel that out. And Tanya does something for me. Like if I'm having negative mindset, my thing is like, I'll go in my car, I'll listen to worship music and, and kind of just deal with things that way. Tanya is a little bit more like hands-on. So she'll, she'll write on things on the mirror, positive affirmations. She, at there was a time where she was having body image issues and she would look at herself in the mirror every day and say, I'm beautiful. You know, I love my love handles. I love this. I love that. And she would speak that over herself in the mirror and, and that helped her to develop a healthy sense of um, sense of self. And so I think what it is is just coming against those negative thoughts, coming against it with scripture, coming against it with what you tell yourself, coming against it with the people you allow into your life, letting them speak encouraging words over you as opposed to negative words over you. And, um, so yeah,
0: no, that's good. I think it, I love it. How you call it a muscle, you know, like something we have to train over time.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's it's like, it is, it's an inner growth muscle that just, you know, gets strengthened and strengthened and it takes some time, but it it is possible.
0: Yeah, no, it totally makes sense. I know I struggled with like, um, travel anxiety after COVID, you know, Oh, yeah. but, and, and my default was, I just want to never leave the house again. <laughs> yeah. But as I did those hard things and like dove myself into what felt uncomfortable, it became less and less scary over time.
1: That's awesome.
0: Which, I mean, it's a struggle though. I mean, it's the hard thing. It, you know? it
1: is. It's very hard. It's, yeah. it's very hard. And I think that's, you know, kind of what we've been talking about too, is like, it is hard. Yeah. Life is hard. Yeah. It's also amazing. And so you've just got to accept that both are a part of the journey and there, then there's also harder times and there's better times. And so it's like kind of ebbs and flows and being able to just,
0: yeah. think about like, do, do we really want to live in a padded room and have a five course meal every day? Like you think of the quote, perfect. There would still be things to complain about. There would still be unhappiness. And I feel like going through the junk, so to speak, it's messier, but it's more beautiful. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It is. It is. One it of the really ironies is. of life, I it suppose. It really, really, is.
0: Well, Raquel, what I a know. joy <laughs> it is just to get to know you, to unpack what's in these pages. I can't wait for it to be in the hands of everyone. January 31st, right?
1: January 31st. It's coming up. I'm so excited. I'm so excited, too. <laughs> I
0: can't wait for everyone to... Um, yeah, I mean, really, as you said, mindset truly is everything. And if we can set our circumstances aside and find this joy and find this positive way to look at our life. I mean, think of the think of the difference the world would make.
1: Huge difference, and thank you for your time, and thank you for what you're doing as well. To to you're living out the sunshine line, so um, I'm grateful to know you and to have met you, and um, I'm excited about all that's ahead.
0: Um, before I let you go, I have to ask our million dollar question. We ask all of our guests. Yeah, as you know, this is the Truth for Your Twenties podcast. If you could okay. Have coffee with your twenty year old self. What would you say?
1: Oh wow. I just, I literally got chills. Um, I would say, Raquel, you have no idea the wild ride that you are about to embark on. The next 10 years, keep me at the center and everything's going to work out and you're going to have hard times, but you're also going to have a lot of fun and don't worry so much. Don't stress so much about how this is going to happen or how that's going to happen. Just do and say yes to what I've placed in front of you and watch how I move in your life. Woo!
0: (laughs) That was amazing. Thank you so much for sharing with that. And um, we'll make sure we link the books and your socials and all of that good stuff.
1: We appreciate that so much. Thank you. And we will hopefully talk again soon. I hope so. Yeah.
0: If you enjoyed this episode, I would enjoy you sharing it with a friend. If you take a screenshot and share it on your social, make sure you give me a tag at Katie Bulmer life, and I will definitely make sure I respond. And thank you so much for sharing the love. Hey, and if you're new to the podcast, make sure you scroll back. We have over a hundred episodes interviewing experts and 20 somethings and everyone in between tackling all the hottest topics you wish you knew, but maybe just don't. This is called the truth for your twenties podcast. And I'm so thankful that you are here.